On this episode of Take Talks Business, we speak with John McCormick, owner and attorney for McCormick Law and Consulting. Well, John, thank you for joining me on Take Talks Business. Um, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to, to talk to me and our listeners. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, this has been a long time coming. You were actually a little ahead of me on the on the, uh, on the the social media curve as far as outreach, and you've, you've got some videos you produce. So um, we'll, I'll make sure that everybody knows how to connect with you when we wrap up just because you, you put out some really good content. I'd love for our listeners to be able to follow you on that. Um, but for those who maybe don't know you or, or haven't followed you on social media, um, can you introduce yourself a little bit, uh, talk about your background professionally and um, kind of where you've been before we kind of get into where you are now and where you're going? Yeah, absolutely. So my name is John McCormick. I'm a native of Hampton Roads, 757, uh, born in Virginia Beach, grew up in Chesapeake. So I've called, my place, called this place my home for quite some time. And I've been, I'm an attorney, I work in you know, business and real estate law and I've uh, been working in that area for 10 years. So this would be my 10th year in practice as of next week, I believe, licensed oh, wow. for 10 years. So it's been fun. feel like the last couple of years I finally figured out a little bit of what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it worked for a few different firms in the area, had some great mentors, worked for some great attorneys, and um, now uh, on practice with, uh, in my own business. That's awesome. That's awesome. The um, now, so what was the, and f for people who are listening, um, you started your own firm, uh, what was it, January? Uh, June of last, or June. July of last year. Wow, so, time flies. Yeah, no, just Man. over a year. So we celebrated a year uh, a couple months ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, so what was the catalyst for starting your own business? Because I've talked to a lot of people in, in the last year where, they they have that specialty. They they know how to do a certain thing. They know how to provide a certain service, um, and that's their love. But being a an owner of a business is a whole other aspect to that. So, what for you was the catalyst to decide? You know, I know I'm good at what I do, but I'd like to to kind of take this out on my own and create my own business. Right, and and you know, there's a difference between loving what you do and loving building a business. I yeah. think you know, they're two, two separate things. Um, they can align, but they don't, yeah. they don't always align. And, and my passion, and I think I developed this by representing a lot of business owners for the last 10 years or nine years before I started my own thing, yeah. and really just acquiring a passion for what they were doing and working with them and seeing how their entrepreneur mind works and what types of questions they were asking me. And so in years of doing that, I really found that, that that's my passion. And maybe more so than law, you know, <laughs> I happen to be a lawyer. Yeah. I feel like that's secondary. Uh, my primary focus is being a business person and being an entrepreneur. Gotcha. Um, and I really thought that I would get out of the practice of law and pursue some other type of business and actually tried to do that and failed miserably <laughs> before <laughs> launching the, the law firm. And maybe we can talk about that. but. Uh, you know, I, I really just love the idea of finding gaps in the market or, or finding a need that's unmet or underserved yeah. and then figuring out how do, you, how do you fill that? How do you create a product or create a service that can fill that gap and can fill that unmet need? And ultimately decided that I could do that in the legal industry and yeah, found some, some un, un, underserved needs or underserved clients and uh, wanted to start my own practice, really focused on what I thought I could build 
in order to, to kind of meet that need. Gotcha. And, and for those who may not be familiar with, with the firm, what are those focuses that you, you tend to concentrate on? Yeah, so the nucleus of my practice is the business owner. Okay. So uh, the business owner, the entrepreneur, and the things that they're dealing with. Okay. So that's their business, that's contracts within their business, that could be disputes within their business, resolving disputes, um, and then the real estate. Uh, almost all business owners are dealing with real estate, whether they're, they're leasing yeah. a space, buying or selling a space, or their business might be real estate. They could be a developer, oh, okay. you know, real estate um, investor. So uh, trying to expand from that and focus, but always keep the focus on the business owner. You know, the gotcha. business owner is, is my pr primary nu nucleus that drives everything else. Gotcha, okay. And have you seen much of a change in kind of the, that area right now as far as having transitioned from January, February, March now into whatever this norm is? I mean, has, I mean, obviously certain things have slowed down, but has the nature of how some of those processes work, has that changed or has it just been just a, just a general change in the, the, the industry um, uh, growth, I guess? Yeah, and I mean, there's certainly been some industries impacted more since March, since COVID yeah. hit than yeah. others. Um, unfortunately, some have been hurt, some have actually grown you know, d this in this, and it's, yeah. it's allowed new opportunities. Uh, what I've seen is business owners are gonna be entrepreneurs, whether their business is failing and they're starting a new one, <laughs> or their business is succeeding and they're yeah. focusing on that one. Yeah. You know, so the amount of entrepreneurs, the amount of business owners has not decreased because of COVID. If anything, yeah. it's increased or it's required that those entrepreneurs do something different or find a different way to make it Gosh. work. So from my standpoint, the demand of my business has increased uh, and, and that's not necessarily because of, of COVID or because of what happened in March, but um, it, it's, People want to do things efficiently. They want to do yeah. things effectively. They realize that the the quicker you can get something accomplished, the more profit margin that you can have in your own business, whatever it might be. So that's really been my focus, and um, COVID has kind of allowed me to even emphasize that more. Is we were set up to do things in a very streamlined process and, and uh, do things very quickly and efficiently for clients, and that and now we can do that even better because you know we can do things all digitally we can do things quickly uh, we can communicate gotcha. effectively we can get you from a to z without having to spend too much time on all the letters in between gotcha gotcha well and you had talked a little bit about that transition from having worked with um, other firms and then kind of becoming an entrepreneurial and then doing what you're doing now can you talk a little bit about that transition and did you find, was that your biggest challenge or since then have you found an even bigger challenge? I, I think there's always new and bigger challenges at every step. <laughs> I don't think you ever get, you're never done with the challenges. Yeah. So it, it's just a different face of that challenge or a different, different challenge to navigate. So in, in doing it before, it was more just having the confidence and, and, and having the, being ready to take that next step and yeah. saying, okay, I can do this. I'm confident what I can do. I'm confident in the service I'm providing. I'm confident that I can go out and create revenue and, and generate business. And I'm not going to put my family out on the streets. You know, we're not going to lose our house. <laughs> I've got two kids, a wife, a house, the two dogs. Yeah. And so, you know, when, when you leave the comfort of 
of a paycheck and being a, a W-2 employee and uh, having that money just always, you know, you expect it to be there yeah. and say, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And now I don't know if that paycheck is going to be there in yeah. the first couple of weeks. And so creating a r runway, you know, I was able to save some money and, and at least create a little bit of, of a comfortable runway that you know, in, in the event that I would need it. And fortunately, I never even had to tap into it. So yeah. that was great. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and do you feel like because you've had that experience, you're, you're that much more capable of kind of helping guide the businesses you work through certain some of those processes because I think I think it's a great uh, example that you can literally say I've been there I've done this um, have you found that that's actually conveyed over to some of the the work you've done for those clients absolutely yeah. I, th I think it it helps you to, to connect quicker with another business gotcha. owner and that's yeah. one thing I, I saw as an obstacle working for someone else as an attorney is uh, we weren't we didn't necessarily we weren't necessarily peers in that sense gotcha. uh, they were business owners but I was an employee I didn't maybe understand everything that they were going through or at least the perception that I mean I understand yeah. everything now I can talk as you know in my business this is what I do and this gotcha. is why I, I recommend that you do it this way yeah. so you can really put your practical advice and and put you know, action behind it yeah. and say that's why I recommend it because gotcha. I'm doing it that way and, and it will work for you that's great and, and along that same line, has there been something over the last at year that you're especially proud of, a success or, or a particular story that you just feel like, man, this was all so worth it? <laughs> yes, it, I mean, absolutely. It's hard to identify um, you know, one that stands out. I'm, I'm, I would say, I mean, any time that a client goes out of their way to say, you know, John, like, thank you for doing that. Yeah. You, know, you really helped me, and and you made it easy, and you made the process simple, and you know that that type of feedback, especially when it's unsolicited, is <laughs> and that's happened a few times. You know, it really feels like, all right, I'm doing it right. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm doing something right. I'm 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 serving the need that I wanted to serve. And when people give you that that you know, positive affirmation, not everyone does. You get the opposite <laughs> every once in a while. Uh, you can't be perfect, but yeah. you know when when <laughs> when. You receive just great positive feedback from from clients. Then, yeah, you know, that's that's really what, what tells you that you're on the right track. That's so cool. The um, and you now have, I believe, three others on staff uh, with two two new attorneys, mm -hmm. correct? That have been come on within the last few months. Right. So we have um, one part time attorney that we've had for the last uh, nine months or so. Okay. Hired a, a full-time attorney, just graduated law school, hired gotcha. him about a month ago, and so he'll get his bar exam results in about two weeks, so hopefully, oh, good luck. hopefully he'll be a licensed <laughs> attorney here in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, and then we have a paralegal that's been with me from the very beginning, okay. and um, just interviewing right now for another admin position. That's great, Yeah. that's great. So what, like at what point did you, did you know, okay, now's that time to, to hit that growth? portion of it. I mean, because there for a while is basically you and a, and a paralegal. <laughs> right. So, um, I mean, is it something that you, you felt like you needed to kind of plan ahead for? Was it something that was a reaction to the market? I mean, how, how did that come about? Because you really kind of go from just being your own boss with someone right. to now you're a boss. <laughs> I mean, you've got staff, you've got employees to deal with. So how, how was that transition? It's tough. It's tough yeah. to, to, to decide when the right time is to hire someone. I don't yeah. think there's, you'll, you'll never know when the perfect time is. You don't want to wait too long and you're overwhelmed and now you're reacting. You don't want to plan too yeah. far in advance and now 
you're spending overhead that you might not need to. Yeah. So trying to find that balance, and I, you know, I have conversations with other business owners and mentors of mine and had one a couple weeks ago uh, with a close friend, Eric Newman of Rock Salad Foundation. Yeah. He said, Eric, I don't, I don't know if I, sh- should I hire someone now? Should I not? And he said, you know what, if you feel like you should, you know, just do it. Like, yeah. Go forward and you know, worst case scenario, it doesn't work out or you, you have to make a pivot or change something. But you know, for me, it's, it's, it's trying to project out and I'm a numbers guy, so I'm always looking at you know, what's our numbers look like every, you know, every day, almost every, every week yeah. and, and trying to forecast out to say, okay, this is where I think we're gonna be you know, four weeks from now, eight weeks from now and trying to hire an anticipation for that. So I try to get gotcha. ahead of it and, 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 and guess, but it is a guessing game. And <laughs> you might be right, you might be wrong. I mean, that's, that's pretty much every entrepreneur's game though. Yeah, yeah. Well, and your, our partnership actually goes back um, based largely due to uh, a very short introduction at an event a few years back and then um, really con- reconnecting via social media through some of the channels that y- you've been very effective with. Um, can you talk about a, a little bit as far as you grew up in the area, so you've obviously got kind of a core network in the area as well, but even knowing that, you seem to have always been kind of ahead of the curve to a certain extent as far as really trying to utilize a lot of those those social media and, and networking opportunities um, to connect way beyond your, your just your inner sphere of, of contacts. Um, was that something that you learned? Was it something that somebody kind of said, hey, you really need to do this, or was just was it something you just felt like that's just part of who I am? It, it was definitely not part of who I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was at a law firm, um, the second law firm I worked at, I was maybe four years out of law school at the time, three or four years, and new attorney, not, didn't have any clue what I was doing. And I was so intimidated by networking. I could, oh, wow. I, I, I could not get myself to go to a networking event. Wow. And when I did, I was like holed up in a corner, you know, maybe <laughs> look, looking at my phone because I, I was so nervous. And, you know, it, it was the most challenging obstacle to get over that. And yeah. I didn't think I could ever get over that. I was like, wow. I'm never going to be able to do this networking. There's just yeah. no way. I, it's too frightening. It's too intimidating. And, um, and, and as much as I like being around people, I, I, I'm more comfortable being by myself and <laughs> you know, being in a small group and yeah. large groups are intimidating. So more of an introvert in that in that respect. So I, I, I had to really push through it and, gotcha. and develop that a skill and, and really just not, you know, just be resilient with it and yeah. not give up and just continuing to try, continuing to, to get uh, more comfortable with it. And, and ultimately, if you do something enough and you do something over and over and over, you'll figure yeah. it out and yeah. you know, you'll be able to, to overcome that challenge. Well, I know the, the way you and I reconnected was actually through a, an initiative that you did, I believe primarily through LinkedIn. You might have used other resources, but that where basically you had tried to have a, a cup of coffee with someone new, I think it was maybe weekly for, for the year. Right. Um, and, I, and the one thing I did like about that was, and to your point as far as sometimes being uncomfortable in a large scale environment, is that it, it broke it down into that one-on-one environment. Right. So you're not in a big networking event, you're not trying to figure out, okay, how do I get to 30 people in, in 60 minutes and that type of thing. So I always liked the fact that, that you kind of use that as a one-on-one opportunity, even though in some cases it was just a connection that maybe was through LinkedIn or social media of some sort. Um, did you feel like that um, 
Was that a positive experience? I mean, did you feel like you accomplished what you had hoped out of that? It, it was, and, and and the reason I did that is because I was more comfortable just one-on-one. So yeah. I thought, you know what, let me just try to find as many people as I can, I can that I don't either have a direct connection with or maybe complete strangers yeah. and just sit down with them because yeah. face-to-face it's a little bit easier than in a, in a big group of, of a bunch of people in a big room. Yeah. So with well, the time I started doing that, I was at a new job, I really needed to generate my own business yeah. and I thought, okay, let me, let me, let me do this and, and figure it out. I didn't make it the entire 52 weeks. I got too busy, <laughs> which was a good thing. So I guess it worked. Um, it I always <laughs> meant to ask you that question too, because I, I've, I mean, I've continued to follow you on social media, and I even said something to somebody the other day. I'm like, I wonder if you ever actually finished that up. I, I wish I would have. I hate yeah. to say I failed at that, but I, maybe it succeeded too well, and, yeah. and you know, it, it got me. It, 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 I probably did about half of it by the gotcha, end of the year. Okay. Um, you know, maybe, maybe right around half, and it was fun. And I met. A lot of great people had some That's great awesome. conversations, and and the one biggest takeaway is how honest and open people will be if you just give them the minute to, you yeah. know, to sit down and talk with them. Yeah. And you probably see that on podcasts, and yeah. you can kind of you know add uh, ask questions that you may not be able to in a normal s- scenario. And, and that's neat because, I mean, at the end of the day, we're all humans. We all have the same challenges. And, yeah. you know, we can all help each other if we just take a few minutes of our day to, to ask absolutely. questions. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of along those same lines, um, as you've come up through your, your career, um, have you had that one or those two people um, from a mentor standpoint that you've been able to kind of whether it was early on in your career just trying to be an attorney or um, now as an entrepreneur that you've been able to reach out to, I mean, I think you referenced rock solid, that you've been able to kind of bounce some ideas off of and say, okay, I've hit a roadblock. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think any successful business owner, entrepreneur did not do it by themselves. I yeah. mean, there's always a team of people, a, you know, close friends, a spouse, all of the above yeah. that is really supporting them. And and that was no different with me. I, I mean, from uh, attorneys that I've worked with, Hunter Hanger, Doug Davis, you know, people that have, have mentored me, that uh, believed in me, to my wife, who's always supported me, no matter <laughs> how stupid the idea was, <laughs> she, she seemed to always be there. And uh, so she's been me been with me on failed ideas and, yeah. and supported me on on launching the law firm, which unfortunately has been a successful idea. That's great. Um, but yeah, there's always been um, someone to lean on and bounce off ideas. That's great. Um, so, what are you hoping for the future? I mean, if 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 we can reconnect in a year, in five years, ten years, what what's your hope for the future as far as your firm? Um, and even the team that you've got? Um, my hope is to continue growing, and yeah. I, I love being able to employ people and being able to mentor people and give jobs to people, and, and so I want to continue doing that and, and, and really you know, trying to provide a service and fill a need f- for people looking for legal services yeah. in a certain way. I mean, not, not every client is my ideal client, and I'm trying to, to narrow down on that right client and then figure out where that client is. and and you know how can I best connect with them? So I, you know, over the next few years is really to develop that and, gotcha. and to scale that and to grow that. Um, you know, my intent and my intent is not to to stay super small. It's it's to yeah. continue to, to grow in, in size and geography. Gotcha. Well, and and part of looking f- for the future at this point with COVID, 
so many businesses and, and services have had to adjust based on, on what is that new norm. So as you grow that business in the coming years, do you see a need for the legal uh, services industry to change in some way? I mean, are there things that you guys have found with the way you're dealing with clients and even just the legal system as a structure that's, that's having to change to accommodate for this new norm that we're in? It needed to change before COVID, really? okay. so COVID has helped push it towards the change oh, that, wow. that needed to happen, in my opinion. Okay. Um, just the approachability of legal services and the accessibility and gotcha. the, the, the affordability. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of different things that the legal industry has been slow to adapt to, and a lot of that is regulation driven by the state bar, what you're allowed to do, what you're not gotcha. allowed to do. And that's starting to shift, and you're starting to see a little bit more openness in, in the ways you can del deliver legal services. I mean, there's a lot of okay. businesses out there that are trying to innovate and make things easier, like UpCounsel and you know, certain platforms that try to provide services in a way that um, a lot of the, the old guard with the bar is yeah. not necessarily ready for. So I, I think with COVID, it's, it's made it more on the minds of, of everyone, that you know, things do need to be quicker, it does need to be easier. Um, there is a better way, a more efficient way to provide legal services that really benefits everyone. And anytime you can, you know, provide something more efficiently, uh, more more streamlined, you can reduce the cost, you can reduce your overhead. Then ultimately, that's going to benefit the the consumer. That's great. Okay, well, that's good to hear. Um, well, before we wrap up, if there is someone interested in, in working with you and your team, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Um, it, how, what's the best way to find you guys? Yeah, so you can, I mean, our website, McCormickPC.com. Okay. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn, you know, John McCormick. And yeah, those are probably the two best places to connect to see us um, you know, on our website. If you want to get in contact, our phone number's there, intake form, however you want to you know, move forward. Gotcha. And uh, a lot of business owners just want to jump on the phone for five or 10 minutes, see if it's yeah. a good fit. And you know, so I often we'll do quick consults, quick phone calls with, with business owners or entrepreneurs that are just trying to figure out where the, where the next step is or how do you start. And so if, you know, if someone is just looking to try to get started or make a shift and start something different, then um, yeah, I'd be happy to, to chat with them and talk Perfect. them through that process. Perfect. And do you serve a particular area? Um, that's something that always comes into question is, I mean, are you primarily in Virginia Beach? Are you serving the 757? Can you serve throughout the state? I mean, how does that work, especially with the legal services? Right. So I'm licensed in Virginia and North Carolina. Okay. So I've got clients in both states. Great. Um, just by you know, being here, most of my business is in, in Hampton Roads and 757. Okay. Um, although we do serve clients all throughout the state, okay. um, a, lot of, a lot of Northern Virginia, Fredericksburg, and actually my focus over the next year is, is, to, is to continue focusing outside the area in okay. Northern Virginia and into to North Carolina Great. as well. So for all of our Outer Banks listeners, John's <laughs> yeah, on his way. That's right, that's right. So, wonderful. Well, thank you again so much for taking the time to talk to me, to talk to the listeners of Tag Talks, and uh, congratulations on your success and, and to your team. And uh, I look forward to seeing how, how you guys progress in the, the coming weeks, months, and years. Yeah, well, thanks, Tag. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. This has been great. I enjoyed it. Wonderful. Always good to talk to you. You too.